Welcome back to Ghoul's Night In, the spooky chat show with your best ghoul friends. I'm Penny Snark. And I'm Midge Munster. And uh, now that things are really starting to pick up for Halloween season, I know you and I both went Halloween hunting this last weekend, like found (laughs) Halloween in the wild. Uh, so things are really starting to happen and I'm, I'm getting jazzed. I'm getting, <laughs> yeah, getting pumped up on that sweet pumpkin juice. Yeah. My fall feelings are really coming in. <laughs> uh, so I wanted to lead into that a little bit today, even though we're still in summertime, I thought I could take us uh, into the fall feelings and talk about a story that always puts me in a spooky mood. And that is The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. Ooh, I I know this is a a particular passion of yours. It is. And actually, this is, (laughs) Penny already knows, this is actually funny. We we recorded this episode the very first time we recorded together when I was up in Milwaukee, uh, when we recorded our first four episodes. Mm -hmm. And this was the fourth episode we recorded. (laughs) And uh, it was evident that that was the fourth episode we had recorded recorded that day yeah uh, we were pretty we, pretty slap happy <laughs> we were pretty loopy and that was when we were like recording we were filming it too for the for my youtube channel to like just let our audience know it existed um so we had been doing costume changes and all kind i mean i had just driven driven dro- drove i had <laughs> i went to milwaukee <laughs> You did, and and a thunderstorm started. And yeah, we were recording, and you can like hear the lightning in our mics. So anyway, we got to editing and we scrapped the episode. So I'm excited to finally be back talking about Sleepy Hollow because I've wanted to do this episode for a while. Um, but like Penny said, it is a real uh, passion of mine, and I wanted to do it justice. So. Hopefully today is the day. Yes, and I, I've probably forgotten everything that you told me. So I know it's it'll, gonna be brand it'll new, be fresh. It will be fresh again. Well, that's been almost a year ago, which yeah. is freaking wild. But yeah, so uh, I'm gonna kick us off talking about the history, and then we'll get into some adaptations and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. Um, but The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, uh, I think a lot of you probably know, is a short story that was written by Washington Irving in 1820. Um, and it's often considered to be one of, if not the like first American ghost story, Ooh. which is very cool. Um, and it, it, even though it's not necessarily super original uh there are quite a few stories that can be traced back as far as the middle ages actually that um depict this kind of ghostly writer without a head mm-hmm. um and there's uh, lots of different lore from different backgrounds that have this kind of figure in them uh i, I read in a, a history dot com article that elizabeth bradley who is a historian at the historic hudson valley which is where tarrytown slash sleepy hollow is um that uh it's likely that the source of irving's story was sir walter scott's 1796 poem the chase which is a translation of a German poem, The Wild Huntsman by Gottfried Berger, <laughs> with an umlaut. Berger. Oh, yes. You got to get that umlaut in there. <laughs> um, but likely uh, based out of Norse mythology. Mm-hmm. So uh, Scott's story, The Chase, is uh, about this like kind of uh, doomed hunter who is chased, surprise, uh, <laughs> aptly named, 
by the devil for like all of eternity because he was kind of this wicked you know not good guy and so it is basically believed that irving was inspired by that story as well as the supposed this this has not really been um what's the word i'm looking for like qualified anywhere Uh, that this was a true story yeah Yeah. Um, but a a supposed account of a hessian soldier who had his head blown off by a cannon uh, around halloween 1776 Mm -hmm. so these things together bring us kind of our 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 antagonist the headless horseman and then uh, of course another large part of his inspiration for the story came from his time spent in tarrytown new york which uh, is now known part of Terrytown now is known as sleepy hollow um they're neighboring towns slash I, I i'm not sure i really understand i was reading this and it said that like <laughs> sleepy hollow is technically northern Terrytown, and that like it they didn't actually identify as sleepy hollow until like 1996 or something crazy mm. um that it was kind of like a I don't know if it was like a nickname for that part of I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um but Washington Irving during a yellow fever outbreak in 1798 left New York to get out of the city and spend time with this family in Terrytown and lived with them. And while he was there, obviously learned a lot about the culture of the the neighboring towns and their local ghost stories. Um, that area had a really rich Dutch history background. And so Irving also drew a lot of direct inspiration from the locations and things there. The old Dutch church is in Terrytown, which is featured prominently in Sleepy Hollow. Um, And names like Van Tassel and Ichabod Crane are also pulled directly from Terrytown, New York. Um, The Van Tassel's were a like real prominent family in that area. And I think a lot of folks know this, but there is a gravestone at the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery for Katrina Van Tassel. Mm-hmm. Um, although not too long ago, <laughs> uh, a woman took it upon herself to try to take an impression of that tombstone with like plaster and did some pretty significant damage to it with like a, a chemical solvent. So uh don't do that yeah just... don't do that y'all leave the gravestones alone <laughs> in case you in case you needed a uh what a public service announcement do not take impressions of historic grave sites that you are not qualified to do <laughs> um but so that's kind of the the base of where the story comes from um my first exposure to sleepy hollow was not actually the, the book itself i didn't end up reading that until i was probably nine nine or ten i would say mm-hmm. um but as long as i can remember my family watched the disney adaptation of sleepy hollow yes every single halloween um did you see this when you were younger as well i did i i want to say we may have actually watched it in school at some oh, point cool. like i think they like showed it in school as like part of like a halloween celebration thing i definitely i definitely saw it growing up when i was a kid i also very distinctly remember or at least the vhs copy we had had like a uh, like a short of frog and toad before it <laughs> and they were like 
uh, I just remember they were stealing like a, a motor car. I remember, yeah. the, <laughs> I very specifically remember his voice being like a motor car. Um, but anyway, <laughs> I think that's definitely why that that this story is so close to home for me because it's mm-hmm. like a cozy comfort of being a kid and my family watching it every Halloween. Um, I was actually shocked when I looked this up. That ad- adaptation was released in 1949. Oh, wow. That seems wild to me. I don't know why. Like, I guess just because it was such a big part of my childhood in the 90s, I was like, surely it came out in like <laughs> the 80s. I don't know. Um, no, it's but tr- I get true vintage. Yeah, true vintage, <laughs> which I guess makes sense. Uh, if you if you have not seen this adaptation, first of all, I highly recommend it. It is on Disney Plus, and I did I buy Disney Plus like last Halloween just to watch this <laughs> and the Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy in it? <laughs> yeah, I did. Um, but if you haven't seen it, it's really delightful, and the whole thing is narrated by Bing Crosby, who is one of my favorite voices of mm-hmm. that time, both singing and speaking. I love. I just love listening to him talk. <laughs> um, but it's really fun. And you've got this like delightful little musical jaunt in the middle, a little headless horseman song that Brom sings, but it's still Bing Crosby um, yeah. telling the, the ghost story of the headless horseman to Ichabod. And it's just really fun and campy. Um, I mean, if you got Bing Crosby, you got to put a little song in there. <laughs> you got to put a, put a little sauce on yeah, it. You put, put a little song in. <laughs> um, and I, this adaptation, honestly, is pretty good. Like, it actually, for Disney, it follows the original tale pretty well. And uh, I, I can tell you, this scared the crap out of me as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, being, I mean, you and I both being, like, uh, kids that just everything scared me. Yes. I very, <laughs> I have a very, like, um, distinct sound memory of the the scene where he's like riding at night on the horse right before the horseman comes up and the frogs are croaking and they're going like Ichabod, Ichabod. oh yes yes i remember oh, that like if i think about it too hard i feel it in my spine <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like 30 years old my brain's like ah <laughs> um but yeah if you if you get if you haven't seen it i would check it out especially if you've got little ones too it's a great um entry like gateway drug to (laughs) to sleepy hollow yes Uh, and then of course what is probably my favorite adaptation uh we get in 1999 tim burton's sleepy hollow starring christina ricci as katrina and johnny depp as ichabod crane and this takes us on a real left turn though from the Disney, (laughs) disney adaptation because Okay, let's go. Let's get into this, shall we? And feel free, Penny. Just jump in at any time you All have. Right. You have comments. Um, so Ichabod, first off, right out the gate in the book, even and the Disney adaptation, he is like a homely schoolmaster. Yeah, gawky nerd. Ga- yeah, the book literally the in the original story it says something about like he looked like if you didn't know better, you would um, mistake him for a scarecrow that had escaped its field. Oh, bud. <laughs> Yeah, gawky. Great word. Um, but of course, our Ichabod here is Johnny Depp, and he is wearing a flowy shirt, and it's very handsome. <laughs> uh, he's also like a, a constable in this adaptation, so he's like a cop, and he yeah, goes... he like invents forensic science. <laughs> yeah, 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 you're right. He totally does. 
Um, and yeah, he is going to Sleepy Hollow to investigate the string of murders that the locals believe are being committed by the Headless Horseman. And Ichabod is a skeptic, <clears throat> like somebody else that hey. we know. <laughs> You would get your shit pushed in by the horseman, Penny. You'd be like, no, he doesn't exist. No, I'm like, Mm-mm, I don't think so. See, I'm going to survive because of my healthy fear of ghosts. <laughs> you just uh, you just have to put a spell under my bed to protect me. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll depend on you. I got you. <laughs> um, but yeah, he ends up obviously coming face to face with the horseman who is played in the film by the weirdest casting choice of all time. <laughs> uh one mr christopher walken christopher walken with some real wild teeth prosthetics with the weirdest teeth you've (laughs) ever seen right i was like i'm like isn't this guy supposed to be like a dude who got turned into a monster i guess the monster part gave him weird teeth i i guess i always assumed maybe he did that to himself because he was supposed to be this so the thing that this does play into this adaptation that the others don't is that the horseman is a hessian soldier and he's like this really violent um kind of bloodlusty soldier that gets gets killed and his head separated from his body um so it does play a bit into the history that uh the original story is based on which of course disney because it's for kids totally skips over that part never mind there's actually a really interesting story i read that um some people have accounts that this story was based on a hessian who was actually like a a good guy basically Mm -hmm. during the war (laughs) and that he was kind of wrongfully executed and so then like this family that he had helped save buried him and but they couldn't find his head (laughs) um i there's so many that's kind of the interesting thing about this is like there's definitely a historical element to the story but nobody really knows yeah what um but anyway yeah christopher walken with his sharp sharp teeth um in that vein also we have to take a moment and talk about colleen atwood's costume design for this movie stunning so good um she won an academy award for best costume design for this film and like reasonably so it's it's absolutely beautiful and um if you're not familiar with colleen atwood she is the costume designer behind like tons of incredible films like she did edward scissorhands um recently she's done like the entire fantastic beasts franchise she did like Memoirs of a Geisha, Chicago's, Weenie Todd, Silence of the Lambs. Like she's done so many things. Um, and I actually just read she's doing the costumes for the new Wednesday Adams show that's coming to Netflix. Ooh, well, that's so, promising. Yeah, I'm really excited about that. Um, she never misses. In my opinion, no, yeah, but... her regard. I, I would say so, not. I don't love all of the films, but the clothes right. are always on point. Uh, yeah, she does incredible costuming work yeah she's just she's smart with the types of fabric play and that black and white dress is freaking iconic and it's literally in the movie for six seconds (laughs) yes uh and like i i've watched a lot of stuff about that dress because of who i am as a person and she went to the trouble of like painting thin green stripes 
outside the lines of like the black on that dress so that it would pop different on camera and you can't see it at all Mm -hmm. on camera and again it's in the they literally film it for all of a minute um just her attention to detail is incredible and i i really really appreciate what she brought to that movie and then you and i both had the pleasure of buying a a version of that dress (laughs) oh my gosh love it so much yeah the when the um sleepy hollow uh collab with la femme and noir came out uh i know that midge and i both lost our minds yeah yeah i spent a lot of money it was not good (laughs) but it came out the week of my birthday so i justified it you have to um and yeah a lot of i don't know how how much crossover we have here with my channel but a lot of y'all bought that uh the horseman bag as of late because i showed it online and it was on that backlot clearance sale oh, from yeah. the it's good stuff it's good stuff <laughs> uh so another kind of interesting uh, aspect of the, which you actually brought this up a little bit of the tim burton adaptation is that uh christina my brain <laughs> that's her name katrina <laughs> is um portrayed as a witch yeah which is a really cool i like that they added that element in i think it plays really fun into the fantasy of the world that they're building um but again obviously not historical in any (laughs) sense of the word um but what i do think is interesting is uh again playing into the history of kind of the time period that this was happening in and that we would have been really kind of hot on the heels of the witch trials Mm -hmm. and um the i mean honestly just like i said the the war plays such a huge part and i read quite a bit i've (laughs) i feel like this is my um like a hyper fixation that i had and i went in like a deep dive of the history but like a lot of historians will talk about how this story to them their perception is that it ta- the, the 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 reason that the ghost exists the reason that the the headless horseman haunts is as almost this kind of warning of our past if that makes mm. sense like uh, of the the wars that were happening during that time the cruelty that was shown to like brother against brother and you know the witch trial like all the all these things that happened leading up to this moment um that it's kind of a haunting of like humans worst qualities more or less yeah um which i I think you know in in a sense is what ghost stories are um like our past coming back to get us yeah for sure Um, but because I, I think that it's cool that this, not cool maybe, but like the, this is the first real like truly American version of that story where it's based in like America's transgressions. Like they're <laughs> yeah, our, our, our own special specific transgression. Our own special trauma. <laughs> <laughs> How fortunate for us. How fortunate for us. Um. And then lastly, I, I know I've geeked out about this before, but I do also think that it's a, whether or not it was intentional, and I'm sure it was, 
um, the jack-o'-lantern aspect gets added into that that is unique to Washington Irving's story the other headless people throughout history uh, are carrying some version of their own head mm-hmm. but the jack-o'-lantern is a spicy new take and I really love this because he's a lost soul and he's carrying mm-hmm. his little lantern mm-hmm. and trying to find his his head and find his way out of the purgatory that he's stuck in. Um, so I also just think that's a very cool call back to episode one. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I love this story. I love the, there is something really well, like just haunting about it, even though it's also because the juxtaposition of sleepy hollow being this like cozy, quiet town that i mean i think i would love to live in real sleepy hollow uh looks very nice (laughs) Uh, if y'all don't follow already there is a a couple on instagram and i believe they have a youtube channel as well um they're called it's a charming life and they're a married couple who both dress vintage very very cute more like um i would call them more 40s vintage and they live in a cottage in the Sleepy Hollow Cemetery. And there, I have watched some of their YouTube videos. Yeah, before. it is in fact charming, as promised. <laughs> yeah, and they call it the the Cobweb Cottage. And they like it's my favorite thing. She'll post little videos in the morning, like if it's raining or snowing. She'll like post little <laughs> scans out the window and saying like the neighbors are enjoying the the rain or whatever. Like they call the, the tombstones, the neighbors. And I think it's the cutest thing alive uh, or dead both. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So the sleepy hollow just seems so cozy and cute. And maybe that's my perception, but it looks beautiful. And so like putting, butting that up against kind of this uh, very haunting and like Ichabod just goes missing and you never hear from him again. And like, it's this lingering what happened you know yeah um, i mean I that, think- that's the classic of so many horror stories and even even you know kind of our our modern real horror stories in in true crime you always yeah. say oh, it was such a such a, a quiet town nothing like this ever happened here right and yeah i feel like this uh really sets up a precedent for horror <laughs> it's just mm-hmm. so it's so deliciously tasty i love it yes. but if uh If you, for some reason, have made it this far in your life being um, a Halloween lover and have not delved into all of these adaptations of Sleepy Hollow, I encourage you to do so. I also encourage you to listen to the audiobook of this story and uh, freak yourself out. (laughs) There's There's a lot of really great audiobook versions where they do like the the sound like the foley effect oh, yeah the soundscape love it. uh-huh and they'll like do the like galloping of the horseman behind you and stuff 10 yeah. of 10 would recommend it feels like it feels like such a good way you know if you're if you're finding halloween in stores or if you haven't found it yet and are still hoping uh listening or watching to an adaptation of sleepy hollow seems like a great way to kind of give yourself a little chill a little a little boost a little boost <laughs> a little spooky boost I always watch the Tim Burton adaptation on rainy days. Like I just, it, I can't help it. And 
it just has such a vibe like it is it's a vibe master it really is I, i didn't end up seeing it until i was like out of college I, I, yeah, I didn't see it for a long time as well. Yeah, it like was never part of kind of like the canon of movies that I was familiar with. And I think it was just like other people online who were like, ooh, fall, time to watch Sleepy Hollow. And I was like, what's up with this? And it is, it's always one of the movies that I like to put on when I'm like doing Halloween crafting and mm. just kind of want to get the the ambiance of something of something spooky. Yeah, and it's nice because, like, a lot of people are already familiar with the story, so you don't Mm -hmm. have to, like, zone in. But, uh, 10 of 10. Well, that is what I have today for Sleepy Hollow. I'm glad that we finally got to talk about it. (laughs) Uh, This could have been a two-hour episode, but I I tried to keep it somewhat brief. Um, If you are enjoying listening to Ghouls Night In, we would love to have you if you don't mind leave us a review wherever you're listening to this podcast because that really does help us out uh, figure out what type of topics y'all like listening to and uh, it helps us reach new listeners as well and we might just read it live right here on the air and i think we have new review to uh well several new reviews but one to read here today (laughs) don't we penny we sure do uh this review on itunes is from heather pete four titled spooky topics uh and she says i love listening to ghouls night in midge and penny talk about many topics that keep you interested such as history phobias ghost stories and so much more it's so informative too that's what i love about this podcast top favorite episodes would be 27 28 and anything about wisconsin (laughs) keep up the good work ladies I love that people are living for Wisconsin content. Yeah. That's great. You got to get that Wisconsin content in. And I have to. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. I, I was going to say, if anyone is wondering which of those episodes was. They are, uh, <laughs> if you would like to take a look back and listen to some of Heather's favorite episodes, uh, it is Dead Eyes and Deep Fakes, the Uncanny oh, Valley episode. Yay. And Victorian Coachella, the arsenic episode. (laughs) Victorian Coachella is one of my favorite episodes as well. (laughs) Oh, I'm so glad you liked the Uncanny Valley. That's one of my favorites that I've gotten to research because it's a weird hyperphobia. (laughs) (laughs) But I feel like it's a weird niche. So I'm so glad. That's awesome. Well, thank you for your review. We seriously appreciate that so much. And uh, if you are looking for more content from the pod you can check us out over on instagram at ghouls night in pod leave us comments over there let us know what other kind of topics you're interested in hearing about we would love to hear your ideas and if you're looking for me you can find me across all platforms at midge munster and you can find me at penny snark and until next time good bye